Dynasty Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Williamson. Matt, it is fantasy football playoff time. Are all of your teams in the in the playoffs? No, but I'm doing pretty well. Um, you and I are in Hyperactive 2 and Hyperactive 4 together. I won my 2 game, and I had a buy in 4. So, hey, I'll take that. Yeah. And I'm in 5 others. Uh, three of those I'm a serious contender, one of which I have a buy. Two of them are a rebuild. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah, how about you? Um, it, It's been good so far. I don't, maybe, I, I kind of feel like I shouldn't even talk about it. But uh, <laughs> since you ask, uh, 16 Dynasty Leagues, 16 playoff spots, uh, and 11 first-round buys. So I actually... Wow, dude. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I actually already got bounced in a couple of leagues, and those those hyperactive leagues and the kitchen mm-hmm. sink leagues start their playoffs early. So I've already been eliminated from two of those 16, but still alive in the rest. Made the playoffs in all of them. So it's it's a good start. Now I just need some titles to... to That's impressive, man. Yeah, it's I it's mean, fun. even if you get... What, what's your... Okay, you said you're in 16 of them, right? And you made the playoffs in 16. Yeah. Do you think... Would you take... Four championships? If I said I guaranteed you four, would you take it? Yeah, four four would be good. I think last year I won I believe I won six last year. So nice. four four would still be pretty good, I think. But if I told you you got three guaranteed, you'll you'll roll the dice and take more than that. I, I will, yeah. All right, nice. Very good. <laughs> I like it. That's why everyone comes to this this podcast. Well, I hope so. I hope so. It's it's Today's it's been, been a good season. Yeah, yeah. Today is going to be fun, uh, Matt. We don't have a guest. It's just me and you today. And you know, it's almost the time of year, which, believe it or not, that we we start looking ahead at the 2019 rookie class. And we always talk about those players a little bit. But of course, uh, over the next few weeks, next few months, we'll really dive deep into those guys before we kind of get into into that phase of the season. We wanted to wrap up the 2018 rookie class, so we are going to do a 2018 rookie mock draft. Uh, I guess you could call it a mock draft rewind. Looking back, and and obviously we've had lots of player value change. We were just talking before the show, looking at some old ADP and some of these picks already just a few months in look look really bad, really bad. So we'll, we'll try to correct that today. And uh, also discuss how uh, many of these players have changed value. Some real breakout players, even a couple of players that weren't even drafted in offseason rookie drafts. I think they might end up in the first round. We'll see. Right. I mean, there's one that really stands out for sure. Absolutely. So we, of course, did a mock draft last week with our guest, Tyler. That was a startup mock draft. And because we went five rounds deep with a startup draft and and we we talked about it on the show that we did that the couple days prior, and then we just kind of reviewed the picks. Today's a little bit different. We're going to do two or three rounds. We'll see what time allows, and we're just making the picks live, uh, just just a back and forth. We'll discuss our picks, discuss our reasoning, uh, hear from the other person on those picks, and uh, just just really treat it like a real draft. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who the other guy is going to take, and you've got to be prepared either way. Yeah, and I think how we're doing it, too, is if I have 2-4 and then I have 3-4, I'm not going to care what I took. I'm just going to take these, like, each picks in a vacuum. Who's the best rookie on the board? 
Absolutely. I think that's what we have to do in this format, just a two-man mock draft. But at the same time, I also think that's what you should be doing in your rookie in your rookie True. drafts. You really shouldn't consider honestly, you shouldn't consider need at all. Maybe maybe as a tiebreaker, we've talked about that before. But you don't you don't pick a player just because you have a need at running back or you have a need at wide receiver in a rookie draft. Sometimes you're going to get immediate help from those players. Most of the time, that won't be the case. Just pick the most talented player. It, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, 99% of the time. Also, I wanted to throw in, this is going to be a super flex draft. So with five first-round quarterbacks, that's going to boost them up dramatically. Might even see guys like Mason Rudolph getting picked, possibly. So this is going to make it a little different. And I thought that'd be more fun, considering there's so many you know, rookies that are in the mix at that position right now. I think so, absolutely. That was a, a great call by you to make this a super flex. I'm coming around on super flex. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I like to hear that. Hey, I got a suggestion real quick. Right in front of me, I have this enjoy a free blooming onion card, and there's a front and a back, and I was going to flip it to see who gets the first pick. Okay, that's fair. Do you want the blooming onion, or do you want the boring side? Oh, I, I want the blooming onion. I don't blame you. <laughs> Here we go. Flipped it around. Blooming onion it is. All right, I get I get the easy call. I think it's the easy call, at least. I think two's easy, too. Okay, all right. Well, Then it's not. We're going to have some good discussion already, then, I can tell. Good. The last thing I want to say, you, you mentioned just the super flex aspect and, and how much, obviously, the quarterbacks impact that. And I think last year we saw that more than ever because typically you might take 1 through 12, the players you think are going to go in, in the first round of a typical draft, a typical rookie draft, and then if if you make that transition to super flex, you might take one or two quarterbacks and move a couple players down. But like you mentioned, we had five uh, quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Four of those players were drafted in the first round of dynasty rookie drafts last offseason. We'll see how many go today. If there's still four in that top 12, maybe even five, we'll, we'll see what happens. Just real quick, since I've only done a rookie draft for Superflex once, and it was a heavy quarterback class, is it probably the average in a 12-round, first-round rookie draft for Superflex for there to maybe be two quarterbacks taken? I would say that's probably average, yeah, maybe two, okay. two to three, and, and obviously it always comes down uh, to the specific class. But, yeah, last year was, was that anomaly where you had – well, it, it was a record, right? The the five first rounders yeah, it was. was a record, so uh, of course that that would really change things. I don't think we'll have quite the impact at quarterback this year, but like I said, we'll save that 2019 talk for a little bit later. Let's get into the draft. We'll do two You're rounds. Take it one one. Ooh, such a tough choice. <laughs> uh, we've spent some time talking about how quarterback impacts the first round and how much value they gain. And, and then I'm just going to forget all that first round pick number one, overall pick still obviously Saquon Barkley, not even a question. Uh, no quarterbacks can challenge him. No, absolutely not. Um, I'm going to take Nick Chubb. I think that's a pretty easy one at this point too. Um, I don't know who, I don't envy you at three though. Apparently you don't think the second picks as easy as I do though. Well, this uh, we hope for some good conversation, right? And I thought the second pick was easy, but I didn't think it was Nick Chubb. Uh, oh, I played right into your hands. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I love that blooming onion even more. Uh, <laughs> base in the in the off season after Barkley, I was immediately looking quarterback. I would continue to do the same thing. Chubb has has 
been great, uh, better than I think most people expected this early in his career, and he's certainly gained some value. If we're talking non-super flex, just that traditional one quarterback, I think he's certainly my 1.02 in, in that format. In this format, I'm going quarterback, and I'm going Baker Mayfield. So I'll take him at three. Okay. I would have taken Lamar Jackson at three, so I'm going to take him at four. All right. And one thing we want to do as we make these picks and talk about these players is, is reflect back a little bit on their offseason rookie draft ADP. Of course, Barkley was one, no surprise there. Chubb was at five overall, and this is this ADP comes from Superflex rookie draft, so it's, oh, good. it's specific to that format. Chubb was five. Uh, Baker Mayfield was three overall, and Lamar Jackson was nine overall. I think my top three in the offseason would have been Barkley, Mayfield, Jackson. And then with with the value gain for Chubb, I agree with this top four, even if I would maybe shift them around a little bit. Okay, that makes sense. I just think Jackson's legs are, you know, the Konami code or whatever whatever that is that yeah, he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's our buddy Reeb's uh, yeah. comment. What uh, With Jackson, I mean, how do you see that playing out at this point? it's it's really i guess we could say the ravens have gotten lucky in that in that jackson has gotten this opportunity right the the mm-hmm. injury it never feels like a lucky thing that your starting quarterback would get hurt but they they obviously wanted to see jackson in this role at some point uh, not only has he gotten a chance to start but they've won all three games now it's decision time flacco's essentially healthy what do you think they should do? What do you think they will do? I wonder if Flacco was healthy a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, th- yeah, I was wondering that as well. <laughs> I think it's Lamar's show from here on out. The fact that they're winning makes that a lot easier. It's easier to sell it. But I think deep down, if you ask Marshall Yonda, who gives us a better chance to win, I think the team knows it's Jackson. And if you get away from him, not only are you hurting yourself for the future, but you're also not helping the team overall, and they'll move on from Flacco. I think Jackson's a starter until further notice, and then they'll build around him further in the offseason, which makes me like him even more. I think we're. I'm up at the five pick, and I think this is really, really a tough spot, honestly. I see several players certainly worthy of this pick. I'm not sure any stand out above the other. I'm going to take a little bit of a chance here and, and – this player could could have fallen out of the first round in in some circumstances, I think. But I'm going to take Darius Geis. I think he's locked in at that uh, at, at that starting job next year. I'm uh, not not too worried about the injury. It seems like players are are getting over that uh, that ACL tear, you, you know, quicker and quicker, and that's a pretty smooth process. He was second overall in uh, in off season rookie drafts in this format. And I think up until Chubb's breakout about a month ago, it seemed like a lot of people still favored him at two overall in, in a one-quarterback format. So I'm going with Darius Geis. That was that was my tough pick so far. Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of names here that would make sense. Um, I agree with everything you said. He was my one-two in every rookie draft I was in. My only concern is... Adrian Peterson is still good. I mean, they might bring him back, and you might see the two of them in the in the backfield, and then therefore I don't love him as a starter every week next year necessarily. But that's guessing. I don't know that for sure. 
All right, you're on the clock at six. I want to know who you're going with. Still a tough decision. I'm going with jo- Josh Allen. I don't love the player, but he's like Lamar Jackson to me, that he is built for fantasy, and that offense is dreadful right now, but they have a lot of resources. I think that it's a total offensive um, off season, and I think he's a certainly a super flex starter until further notice. Yeah, it, when when we planned to do this uh, earlier this week, he was one of the first players I thought of because mm-hmm. clearly he's gained value. Certainly, he's gained gained a ton of value. I think in in the super flex format, and it's really all just come in the past two weeks, right? He had the injury. True. Yeah. He came back. The Bills were playing pretty terribly on on offense and and really still are but all of a sudden he's turned into a major weapon on the ground he's run for uh, he ran for 99 yards he ran for 135 yards and and you're right he's he's a super flex starter and in, in this format and in, in this exercise between us here he goes ahead of Josh Rosen ahead of Sam Darnold and in the preseason, he was only 17 overall, even in that super flex format. So he, he moves up from 17 to six. I was honestly torn if I would take him or Baker. You know, I thought the three of them are pretty well lumped together. Wow. I, I think you, it sounds like you like him maybe more than consensus, uh, but. For fantasy, yes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to like based on, again, just the past couple of weeks. All right. Um, still, I'm seeing this this big tier, and I think it started at the five spot, and it's probably going to go really through the rest of the first round. So, so these guys are all pretty closely tied in together. I'm going to go with DJ Moore next at seven. So the the first wide receiver, his off season ADP was ten overall in this format, and he's another player like Allen, like Nick Chubb that we're really seeing break out and and take control of of his own offense uh over the past month or so um he's he's pretty easily bypassed Devin Funches um and of course on the Panthers even being the wide receiver one how much does that mean because really Christian McCaffrey is the top target uh on that offense but Moore has has been impressive I think he's back to being the wide receiver one in this class and I'll take him here yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't. That would have been my pick for sure. Um, not only is he past Funchess, but I think he's pretty clearly past Calvin Ridley, Sutton, Kirk, those type of guys that, as the best rookie receiver. I'm kind of torn here. And a guy that I loved and I really talked up, but he, I'm going to take Sony Michelle. I just worry about his knees. You know, I mean, they're always... Is he J.H.I.? Is he knocking long for this world? But while he's here, I'm going to start him, and I'll be happy with him. And if I only get three or four years out of him, so be it. Yeah, Sony is an interesting one because I think his play on the field, he's probably gained value or at least maintained value uh, from the offseason. He yeah. was six overall in this format. He actually drops to eight. So maybe that says more about some of the other players jumping up ahead of him. But it it is that injury issue. And especially when we hear about the degenerative knee uh, condition right around draft time, there's a little bit of, of a concern there. I think this is probably about the right spot for him. And to me, that signals, once I see Sony go off the board, I know it's time. I'm taking carry on Johnson. <laughs> I think he's kind of in a similar spot. He's been impressive, maybe maybe more impressive than 
uh, Sony Michelle. I've also got some injury concerns with him. He's been out the past couple weeks with a knee injury, had a lot of injuries in, uh, in college. And, and I'm hoping we're not seeing the beginning of a trend. Uh, he was 13th overall in the off season in this format jumps up to ninth. Yeah. An easy choice. And, and actually on tape, I think carry ons looked better than Sony, but I like Sony's situation better. And, you know, certainly with Brady there, um, I'll go with Calvin Ridley. I think that's kind of an obvious one at this point too. I, I'm not sure who I would be even contemplating him with, to be very honest with you, but I don't think that he's, you know, certainly not the superstar he was when he was scoring touchdowns in bunches and everyone's super excited about him. I mean, I think this is about where he belongs. Yeah, I, I like the Ridley pick. I think that makes sense. He was 14th overall, moves up to 10th overall now. But I do still see several players that could be considered along with him. I think I'm going to take one of them, obviously, here at 11. This is the guy we kind of hinted about earlier being undrafted. He didn't have a preseason ADP. He was basically undrafted. Uh, in in every league, I know some some rookie drafts go crazy and have seven, eight, ten rounds, what have you. But in your typical three and four round drafts, this guy was not drafted. Now he's going to be drafted. Philip Lindsay, Denver running back. Uh, he's he's done nothing but gain dynasty value oh. all season long. And eleven is honestly probably too low for him. Probably, you know, like I picked him up in a lot of leagues, and people are giving me serious trade offers left and right the world is a believer he looks great my only knock on him is i bet they still like royce freeman you know to some degree whatever he's not and freeman's not the starter and sort of like we mentioned with sony is Lindsay gonna be productive three years from now i mean in the running back world who cares i mean if you get it you draft them this late you'll start him every week for three years great i just don't see him having a long career yeah yeah that's probably fair and and i mean i certainly still have my doubts about him in general, but when you're looking at some of the other players available in this range, I think it's time to, to grab him. All right. Do you now, agree with me though? Like in any format, if you own them, this might be a real good time to move them. Yes. Yeah. I would yes. be yeah. Uh, the, the, these running backs that we've talked about here in the back half of the first round, Lindsay, carry Johnson, Sony, Michelle, I would be, I would be looking to sell all three, not, not necessarily aggressively as you know, it's, it's not, I'm not desperate to move them, but I would certainly be taking offers. I hear you. Um, I'm going to take another quarterback. I'm taking Rosen. Uh, I think he's held up really well under really difficult circumstances. I'm hoping they put some sort of a line in front of him this off season. I like that Kirk's there. I like that Johnson's there. And I think Rosen's going to be a long time NFL starter. He just doesn't run. Yeah, Rosen's probably been disappointing to fantasy owners, uh, although we we shouldn't expect much out of rookie quarterbacks, especially in, in that really terrible situation that he, he started out with. Uh, it's It's gotten a little better. He was seven overall in the offseason, falls to 12, the last player drafted in our first round. And I'll kick off the second round here. It's, it's really the same thing as when you take that – uh, that running back with a bad knee that told me to take carry on. We're going to do it again. <laughs> I'm going to take Sam Darnold here. Yeah. The, the, the last of the five first round quarterbacks. And it, I mean, if you can get one of these quarterbacks, you expect them to be, if not a long-term starter, you expect them to at least get 
three to four years to, to try to figure it out, and you get that guy late in the first or early in the second in, in this format, it, it just feels like a steal. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, the, the quarterbacks are so valuable. All these guys are in situations where I think their team is going to help them a lot in the net, in the, the immediate offseason here. Their situation should only be improving. They're already playing. None of them do we look at and say, boy, he that, that looks like a wasted pick by the Jets or whomever, you know, the Bills, whomever. So, yeah, I think they five are deserving in the top 13 in a format like this. Uh, I'll make my pick here in a moment, but I want to tell everyone about Harry's. I mean, it's it's the holiday season. Sometimes you don't know what to, what to get the man in your life. Harry's is a great option for that. I've told you guys many times that um, I was always a an electric guy and because my face would break out until I got hooked up with Harry's and now I use Harry's every day and I love it. So it would make a perfect holiday gift for whomever out there in your life that shaves. So there you have it. Um, Harry's has a, a 4.5 out of 5 star rating on Trustpilot. Their German engineer blades are only $2 each, which is way cheaper than you know your local drugstore or whatever. Uh, it's a practical gift that he'll actually use, and you'll save him money on blade refills. Again, only two bucks each. You can personalize it, make him feel even special, more special. Choose a color that's right for him. You know, now with limited edition holiday handles, personal engraving options. Um, gift sets come in a handsome gift box. Gift sets starting at only ten bucks. There's a hundred percent quality guarantee. If he doesn't love it, returns are quick, hassle-free. Boom, you're off the hook. No big deal like that. No big deal. But as a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com dynasty, all caps, just to be safe, make sure it's all caps. Plus, you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. With each Harry's shaving set comes with a wonderful weighted handle with the option to engrave, as I mentioned before. German engineered five blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave. Foaming shave gel for a rich lather that smells great, a travel cover to protect your blades, a handsome holiday gift box, or forget about sending it as a present, just buy it for yourself. I mean, use the trial offer to experience a, quality, a great quality shave before committing. So, there you go. Um, get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends December 12th, so act now. Go to harrys.com dynasty to get five, five bucks off a shave set while supplies last that's harrys.com slash dynasty. All right, Matt, I, I got a little anxious to make that Darnold pick. I, I kicked off the second round. Let's go back really quickly before you make your first okay. pick in the second round. Let's just recap round one. It went Saquon Barkley, of course, Nick Chubb. Then we saw a couple of the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, go three and four. Darius Geis, Josh Allen, one of the big risers, uh, goes at six. First wide receiver off the board at seven. That's DJ Moore. And then we, we saw a little bit of a drop, maybe. Sony Michelle, carry on Johnson, some injury concerns with those guys. Calvin Ridley, Philip Lindsay, the biggest riser, goes from essentially undrafted to 11th overall. And then Josh Rosen. I kicked off the second round with Sam Darnold. And now you're up at the 14th overall pick. Yeah, to me, there's two guys looking at me. I'm going to go with the bigger of the two, Cortland Sutton. Um, he's clearly a starter now with the Marius not there. Isn't producing great, but I don't think there's any reason to doubt him if you liked him before 
We saw him in live action, a lot of touchdown potential, hopefully a quarterback upgrade in the near future too. Yeah, I, I feel like Sutton was probably the obvious pick there. He was 15th overall in the offseason. He goes 14th overall here, and that that certainly feels like the right pick. I did also want to mention there were three players who were first-rounders in the offseason that have fallen out of the first round hmm. uh, now. Actually, four. I'm sorry. I, I missed Darnold. So four players fall out of the first round. Darnold is one of them. The other three our running backs. We'll find out who those are maybe later. Uh, I'm up at 15, and I'm going to take, I think, the other guy you were talking about. I'm going to take Christian Kirk. Yes. Uh, Arizona wide receiver. Obviously, he, he just landed on the injured reserve list, so his rookie season is over. But I think, all things considered, it was a pretty successful, uh, successful season. And you have to think, Pretty good chance Fitzgerald is calling it a career after this season. Uh, Kirk could easily be the top option there next year. Yeah, I, 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 that's who I was torn with. I, I already took Rosen in this draft. I'm very high on Rosen. I think that the, the offense will improve, and Kirk is a big reason why. Um, there's not somebody that's standing out at me now. I'm a little bit in no man's land. I'm fielding offers for this pick. But I'm just going to go with what I think is a solid player that won't hurt me. I feel like I'm hitting a double here in Anthony Miller. Yeah, I really feel like at this point we're going to start seeing some of these wide receivers really kind of fly off the board. Uh, this was That was your 16th pick overall, uh, or the 16th pick overall. Anthony Miller went 20th overall in the offseason, so he gets a little bit of a bump as well. I think it's time for me. This ah, this this one's close. Like I said, we're we're doing this uh, on the fly, if you will, and and I'm I'm starting to get into the zone where there's some tough decisions. I'm going with Traquan Smith. He moves up from ah. 28 to 17. Uh, I, I almost went away from the wide receivers, but uh, he's he's just too tempting. Any part of that New Orleans offense, I want a little piece of it. I did the the ultimate draft mistake, and instead of having two guys queued up, I only had one thinking, there's no way he's going to take Traquan Smith this early. I'm going to get him. I should have known better. You know your stuff. Um, I really like his situation. I'm going to go with Michael Gallup, though. Um, I certainly don't like that passing game as much, but I think it's safe to say that he's Dallas's number two receiver next year. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, this this might be a little bit of a surprise. His offseason ADP was 18. He goes 18 in this uh, in this draft. So according to that, he's held his value. It it doesn't really feel like that's the case. It it feels like he's been a, a disappointment this season. That's mm-hmm. that's because many people expected him to be the wide receiver one for Dallas. Uh, he's certainly not now following the trade for Amari Cooper, and he really wasn't before that either. I've been encouraged by his play since they traded for Cooper, though. I, I feel like he's established himself, like you said, as as the second option there. So I, I'm seeing some good things from Gallup. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think he's, you know, certainly Cooper helps, but I also think he's coming on as a rookie and figuring this league out a little bit. Matt, we have suggested on this show before trading second-round picks for some of these struggling players who were first-rounders. So I'm going to kind of go that way. Uh, I'm going to take Rashad Penny. He was four overall in this format in the offseason. Fourth overall. He falls to 19th overall. We're starting to see him play a little bit more uh, for Seattle. 
His playing time hasn't really been consistent. He'll get zero touches one week and 10 carries the next. I don't trust Chris Carson uh, either as a talent or when it comes to his health. He seems to be always banged up. Uh, he, he is right now, so we may see more of Penny coming up the next week or so. Taking Penny here in this format is, is not the same as trading a mid-second for him, but if I can do that, I'm still willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, and it's basically everything you just said, I'm going to take Ronald Jones, although I wish I'd seen more of him. At least Penny's had a good game or two or a good run or two. Ronald Jones doesn't even see the field, but I liked him a lot way back when. He's still that same guy, but maybe he's Le'Veon Bell's backup next year. Yeah, I think Jones and Penny are getting grouped together a lot by by, by dynasty owners just in that they're both pretty disappointing backs. But Penny is the one I would much rather take a chance on. Um, I mean, I, I'm worried Jones could just become a nothing. Uh, but again, at, at this point in the draft, it's certainly starting to get thin. He was one of those other players who was a first rounder and fell out. So Darnold went from 11 to 13. Rashad Penny went from 4 to 19. Ronald Jones goes from 8 to 20 overall. And now it's time for the 21st pick overall. That would be the 2.09. It's back on me, and this is a tough choice for me. I think think I'm going to go with James Washington. Uh, Going back to the wide receivers, talk about a guy we hadn't seen much from. It's him. Still going to be buried behind A.B. and Juju uh, next year, but uh, I, I still like the talent. I like the situation, even though he is third on that depth chart at best, uh, but but willing to grab him, stick him on the end of my bench. Have you seen much uh, from Washington, maybe, that, that the national audience wouldn't have gotten to see? Uh, not lately. Uh, he was a healthy scratch on Sunday night, so yeah. he's not exactly... <laughs> riveting up boards but Justin Hunter just went on IR so I think Washington's at least going to be um you know healthy you know, he's going to be playing every game going forward it's a strange situation I mean I love them watch him in practice every day I love them in the preseason but in the games it looks like he's just thinking too much but it wouldn't surprise me at all and especially the way they develop receivers if in year two He's making big plays down the field. I, I was considering him with this pick, too. So I think that's nice value. He's probably a nice guy in any format to throw an offer at somebody at him. I mean, if you're a winning team, you're pretty set at the receiver position, you're picking late, throw your second rounder at somebody at, at, at James Washington. Let him sit for a little bit, let him marinate a little bit, and get uh, maybe reap some rewards down the road. I'm going to go with a guy I don't own anywhere because I didn't love him coming out and he was going higher than than I thought he should. Uh, Royce Freeman, and so we took two Denver running backs now. I just think that they still like him. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, He was the other guy I was considering there with Washington and and actually been kind of peeking at him throughout this. And he is the last player who was a first-rounder. He was 12th overall. You get him at 22nd overall. Uh, I still have him thinking about my dynasty rankings overall at the running back position. I still have he and Lindsay uh, relatively close for, for some of the reasons you mentioned there. I, I don't feel like mm-hmm. they're ready to give up on him. I think he's, if you talk about these rookies, he's certainly shown more than Jones. I think we could say he's probably shown more than Penny as well. 
Um, so yeah, so, solid pick there. You know, if I told you three months ago, you're getting him with a late second, you're signing up yeah, for that right. all day. That just seems like the part of the draft where you do those things. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with the tight end here. Going Dallas Goddard, uh, 23 overall. This is another surprising one. When you look at his offseason ADP, it was actually 24. So it doesn't, he doesn't feel like a player who's gained value, but according to this, at least he's maintained. Yeah. And I got no problem with that. I mean, I don't know that he'll, he might need his next stop to be the man, but he's a really good prospect. I mean, I wish he would have landed in Dallas or something like that. I don't think Ertz is going anywhere soon, but he's really good. I mean, I like the prospect. I wish he was on my, my favorite team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm going with Valdez Scantling. And I bet if we had this conversation two or three weeks ago, he'd have been long gone. Still think he's big and fast and the number two right there, at least for now. New coach, who knows? Uh, there's ability. We've at least seen it at the NFL level at this point. Yeah, I like that pick. There are there are four wide receivers that we're going to talk about, and I expect I expect all four to come off the board very soon. Valdez Scantling was the first. I'm going to take the second. Uh, actually, that that wraps up our second round there, Matt. Mm, okay. did, Buzzing right through this. Let's it, do another. We, we really are. Um, I've I've already got my my three point oh one pick, the twenty fifth player overall. I've got that decided. L- before I announce that one, let me recap the second round. Okay. We saw some quarterback value still on the board at the top. Sam Darnold. Lots of wide receivers in the second round, which we expected with with so many quarterbacks and running backs dominating that first round. Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, uh, Anthony Miller, Traquan Smith, Michael Gallup, a, a run of five wide receivers in a row. We we grabbed the disappointing running backs. I guess we can call them that. Rashad Penny, Ronald Jones. Uh, then I took James Washington. You went back to Royce Freeman. And then Dallas Goddard and Valdez Scantling to end the second round. I'm going to begin the third round. This will be our final round. I'll begin that with... Dante Pettis, we've seen him mm. making uh, quite a few plays lately. Injuries to Pierre Garçon. Uh, Marquise Goodwin has not been in the lineup. And Pettis has really taken over. Um, He's looked really good lately. Yeah, I, I think this team, when you think about just just who's who's playing key roles for them from uh, from week to week, it's going to be, it's going to look nothing like it will next year. You know, of course... They'll they'll have McKinnon back. They'll have Garoppolo back, and and you would expect them to try to add a a significant uh, wide receiver, be it a free agent or a rookie. And I, I think Pettis, uh, along with uh, of course George Kittle, might be really the key holdovers. This is going to be a totally different team that we see from week to week. Yeah, that's very well said. And he's obviously kind of like I said about Gallup. I think he's a long term two. But he's in a good system. He looks like he's acclimating to the NFL very quickly now. Um, another guy like Pettis, who if we had this draft two, three weeks ago, probably wouldn't have gone as high. I'm going to grab who I don't believe is going to be the Eagles starting running back. But what if he is? Josh Adams. I mean, he's putting up big numbers as we speak. So um, I, I was not a fan of him coming out of the draft. I still don't love his running style. But he has a chance to be the number one on a great offense. Josh Adams has been a big riser. He was 48th 
uh, overall in the preseason. So last pick of the fourth round. Now he's the second pick of the third round. You take him 26th. That one surprises me, actually. Really? Yeah, I know um, you haven't necessarily been impressed with him as a player. There's a couple other guys uh, I think I would have preferred there, which is good news for me. That just that allows me to grab Naheem Hines at 27. Uh, We've seen him with some inconsistent playing time as well. I think he can be a weapon in the passing game. Uh, Everybody now uh, kind of of that playing style gets compared to treat Cohen. I don't, I don't want to uh, put that on him, especially the way Cohen's been playing lately, but I think he could at least be a poor man's treat Cohen for the Colts. Yeah. That's who I was torn between, to be honest with you. I think Hines is a lot safer. You know, he's going to be Duke Johnson probably for his career with nothing wrong with that as a third round rookie pick. Um, this one's risky and it's another player I don't love. But I think his situation in Atlanta sets up pretty decent. I'll take Ido Smith. I really don't expect Tevin Coleman to be back. And I don't really trust Devontae Freeman to stay healthy. So are they going to use a day one or day two pick on a running back? I highly doubt it with the status of their defense. So he might fall into a decent situation. I think that's a great pick at this point for for the reasons you said. I think there's really some reasons to be concerned about Devonte Freeman. Mm-hmm. We we we've already seen his value drop in a major way as as a result of his injury and I'm just not sure he's I, in fact I think it's pretty safe to say he's never going to be a dynasty RB1 again. And and in fact no. maybe his his value as a top 20 dynasty running back is in danger. So Ido Smith moving up from 44 in the offseason to 28 uh, here in this mock draft, nice move, nice pick. I'm going back to the wide receiver position, and I'm going to take Antonio Callaway. He was 30th overall in the offseason, so he gets a small bump. Uh, again, surprising. It feels like he's actually gained a lot of value, but he's been hot and cold in that Browns offense as well. Last couple of weeks, he looks like he's starting to get it too. I mean, there's a yeah. handful of these receivers that look like, okay, I've been in the league for a couple of months now. I'm starting to see what I know what I'm going to get here. Um, a guy that probably wasn't picked in some of these rookie drafts. I'm going to take, I think his stock just spiked with the Greg Olson injury is Ian Thomas. Um, I think that's a really good offense. I don't know that Olson's ever going to play another snap. And I think this is an athletic guy that has shown reasonably well. I like that pick as well. He was 46th in the off season. Uh, he played well earlier in the season, uh, even as a rookie tight end, just thrown in there uh, when Olsen was hurt. And then even Sunday when Olsen went out of the game, we saw Thomas become an immediate factor. He, yeah. he saw five targets. He caught all five of them um, and, and was their second or third leading receiver. We talked earlier about the weapons on that team. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuels really come on as well. Christian McCaffrey uh, and, and Devin Funches is still there, at least for the rest of this season. So I, I don't know that Thomas is going to be any more than the fourth or fifth uh, option, I- at least the rest of this season, which doesn't really matter. You're not starting him this year anyway. Mm-hmm. I like him long term. And unfortunately, I think we've probably seen the last of, of Greg Olson. Uh, I'm going to go, I, I keep hanging around this wide receiver position. You mentioned it with Valdez Scantling. Uh, if we did this two, three, four weeks ago, this guy would have been much higher. I'm going to take Kiki QT. 
the, these hamstring issues are, are a real bummer because I, I love this guy earlier in the season. I was really excited by what we saw from him. The Texans were too. They essentially made him their wide receiver too immediately, even before uh, Will Fuller had his injury. But this, this hamstring issue just keeps coming back up. Hopefully he can get healthy and, and be healthy going forward. Yeah, he's he's somebody that was kind of the, on the tip of my tongue the last couple picks. You know, I've thought about it, thought about him. Just didn't see a real high ceiling, but I think that's a real solid pick here. This one's kind of going out on a limb because I don't really love what's available. But I'm going to take Deion Kane. I mean, could he be the number two in Indianapolis next year? I bet they sign a wide receiver. They have so much money. But they liked him before his injury. I don't think his injury is going to destroy his career or anything. I like Andrew Luck throwing him the football. I wondered how long it would take us to get to this point. I didn't have Deion Kane on my list. He he was not on my list at all that I was of players I was considering. He was the 34th overall player drafted uh, in the offseason. Now he's 32nd overall. Certainly doesn't feel like a player that's gained value, but at this no. point they're all kind of grouped in uh, in the same bucket, and, and he is – he's the kind of guy you want to start checking right now to make sure he's not on your waiver wire. Yeah, if he's, good call. if he's still out there, grab him, uh, add him to your team and see what happens this off season. Curious. Did you just overlook him? Cause he's been injured or did you just don't think he's worth this pick? Uh, I both. I, <laughs> no, no, just the latter. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear I, you. I didn't, I, I didn't see myself, drafting him in, in the top 36. So, and, and part of that goes to how deep this rookie class is. We're going to do 36 picks here, three full rounds, and we're going to have some talented guys left out. Speaking of which, how many more picks do we have? I'm trying to figure out how many more names I got to come up with. We've got four more picks. Two okay, each, good, good. Two each. Yeah. So Kane was 32 overall. I've got 33 overall. And I, I think this is, about the point I would want to go back and gamble on that next tier of quarterback. So I'm going to take Kyle Lalletta here. I think at some point we're probably going to see him this year. Uh, That's been the talk. He was active last week for the first time this season, active as their quarterback too. That kind of sparked some talk that, that maybe we might see him in that game. And uh, of course the, the giants played pretty well, um, they almost gave it up at the end, but they got got a win. They are actually on a little bit of a hot streak, so that that could change the path for Lawletta. I do think we'll see him at some point. I don't know if he's the answer. You know, it, probably he is not. And and they go quarterback early in the uh, in the first round this year, but late in the third round, I'm taking a chance on him. He was 37 overall in the off season. I take him 33 overall here. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. Take a shot on a quarterback, even if he only starts the season for a month and a rookie takes over or whatever. I mean, there's no reason that for... I don't think his stock dropped. Um, I'm going to take Chase Edmonds. Looked looked good this week. I liked him a lot coming out of school. Clearly, he's a handcuff to Johnson, but uh, you don't have to squint too hard for an injury to make him the next, like, James Conner type guy. I think he's a good player. I think their offense is improving. I, you know, I mentioned I like Rosen a lot. But I'm kind of, you know, I, I, there's not a lot I like on the board right now. I, I like the Edmonds pick. In fact, that uh, I think that was probably going to be my next pick 
Uh, so you you sniped me on that one. Good. Uh, it is getting thin. Uh, I mentioned earlier we'll have some talented players uh, left over that don't get drafted, and that will be the case. We'll talk about some of those in just a minute. This is my last pick. Uh, I'm going to take one of my favorite rookies from this class. Uh, he's also been, unfortunately, one of the most disappointing rookies. This is a guy that was going uh, early in the second round of most drafts. He was going in the the middle of the second round in uh, in the Superflex format, and he's just done next to nothing, even though he's had plenty of opportunity. I'm going to take Dolphins tight end Mike Gesicki here mm. at the end of the third round. So he was 19 overall in the offseason. I take him here at 35 overall. Yeah, I mean, there's talent there. There's not a lot in his way. I don't have a big problem with that. Uh, with the last pick, I was considering taking his teammate, Kalen Balage, hoping Frank Gore someday retires. Who knows what happens or not. But I didn't like Balage to begin with. I'm going to take Jordan Wilkins. And he's not in a great situation. He's probably the three there. But I'm just not a big Marlon Mack believer. I don't think they're going to add a big running back in the offseason, though. Yeah, I could actually – I could see them just rolling with what they've got there. Yeah, right. Me too. I mean, all three of these guys are young. All three are cheap. Uh, it's – it's worked pretty well. You've got some, maybe some concern about max health, but uh, in general, it's worked pretty well. And these guys have well-defined roles. So uh, we could see that same trio going into 2019 for Indianapolis. Yeah. So that does it right. I mean, there's a handful of decent names out there, but it's funny because if if you typically do a four round or, you know, a handful of fifth round picks to mock in the rookies, there's always guys I really want. And then, here it is a couple months later, and to me, I had a hard time coming up with 35 guys that I absolutely want on my roster. Well, let me throw out some of the names that, that are still uh, available. At, at quarterback, not much. Mason Rudolph, you mentioned him mm-hmm. prior to starting. He did not get picked. Maybe he's next in line behind Ben Roethlisberger, but there's he seems to be going strong. He had hinted at retirement at one point and then talked about playing three or four more years, so... Who knows what Ben will do? Uh, that that pushes Rudolph's uh, stock down a little bit. At running back, we can stick with the Steelers. Jalen Samuels, excited to see what he does this coming week. Of course, uh, James Conner will not play, and, and the expectation is that we'll see a lot of Jalen Samuels. Uh, another guy who's gotten a shot here towards the uh, the end of the season, Justin Jackson for the Chargers. I thought he about was, him. He was still available. Um, thought he looked really good Sunday night. I, I did too. You know, tough spot. He's he's not beating out Melvin Gordon. I think Austin Eckler has has his role pretty well locked down. So the only time we're going to see Jackson is if Gordon gets hurt. Uh, what about Gus Edwards? Did you consider him at all? Yeah, I did. Um, I, like I have him in my redraft league that has a much smaller roster. He's racking up 100-yard games. He's in an ideal situation. You still know I like Kenneth Dixon a little bit, though, and I really do think they, they can't look at Edwards like he's the answer. I, I agree. Edwards is is one of those rare cases. He's a rookie that I think has more redraft value than dynasty value. Yes, well said. Uh, you mentioned Kalen Balage at the running back position as well. He was uh, He was the last of the running backs I had on my list. Not much left at, at wide receiver Trey Quinn. Mm-hmm. DJ Chark, that was that's pretty much it. Um, and then Equinemius. tight ends. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't the, have Equinemius on my list either. Man. Sadly, sadly, I, he he was my wide receiver too in this class at one point, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, tight end position, we we know those guys typically develop uh, a little slower than than the other positions. Hayden Hurst went undrafted. He had he's had the injury issues, and I think he's been outplayed by his teammate Mark Andrews. Uh, who also went undrafted, and then the Jets, Chris Herndon. Herndon's a guy I probably, actually I'm sitting here regretting I should have probably taken him instead of Wilkins or maybe even Edmonds. I don't know. I mean, I thought about him. I think he's going to be their their starting tight end for a while. I think he's a good player. I do too. I like Herndon as well. Let's wrap up the third round or recap the third round. Dante Pettis, Josh Adams, Naheem Hines, Edo Smith, Antonio Callaway, Ian Thomas, Kiki Cutie, Deion Kane, Kyle Lawletta, the last quarterback drafted, Chase Edmonds, Mike Gusecki, and Jordan Wilkins. And that will do it for our uh, 2018 rookie mock. And really, that'll do it for a 2018 rookie talk in general. We're, uh, we're ready to move forward. We're going to have a lot of great guests on here to talk 2019 class. Matt, we're starting to see these players uh, declare for the draft. Uh, more and more are... Uh, making that decision each day and seems like the past couple years those decisions went the wrong way for a lot of key players they decided to stay in school and so far this year everybody's on board so plenty of decisions to be made we're excited to look at that class um but that that will do it for the 2018 group yeah very very fun stuff this was a good exercise i'm glad we did it we should do it next year around this time too um, and you know, that the, the rookies to be, some of those guys aren't going to play another snap of college football. Some of them only have a bowl game. You know, some of them are training for the combine as we speak. So it's starting to be draft season very soon. Absolutely. Getting here, uh, sooner and sooner. These guys are not only making decisions to go to the NFL, but also to skip their bowl game. They're starting their training. They're signing with agents. So yeah, bowl season or uh, draft season, I should say is pretty much here. Yeah, it is. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more Dynasty Blue Matter.